So before we get started on the podcast, I wanted to let you know about Audible. Uh, only because since I've recently learned that I have dyslexia, Audible has been really my lifesaver. I have realized that through a lot of reading, I have used so much extra energy. My brain has to do all this extra rewiring for me to read words on a page. And so having Audible helps me to not have to use that side of my brain and essentially avoid executive burnout. And even if you're just wanting to listen to books on the go, I think Audible is a really great experience for you. So go ahead to audibletrial.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E. And when you sign up, you support the channel and you get a free ebook. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. So with that in mind, let's go get uh, started with the show. Hi there, C-Note here, aka Christian Rivera, and I thought I should take a episode to reintroduce myself. As I'm starting to consider another pivot for dopamine, I've already pivoted uh, a couple times on this podcast to essentially calibrate, and pivoting is maybe not the right word, there's a calibration where I started this podcast in about 2017 in an attempt to start to communicate sort of a a worldview change I was going through. I was starting to get more involved in more freelance work and getting to know sort of more of the, the modern entrepreneur mindset. And then I was also going through some mental health changes and challenges. And I started to go through these shifts of trying to figure out like, what was my personality and who am I versus what is my mental health? Because I was having repeat challenges in my life over and over again and uh, in relationships and in my career. And I was really struggling to piece all of that out and trying to figure out my own personal patterns. Like basically I went through a major life change, moved across the country again. And uh, I had moved across the country before. I I originally am from Philadelphia. I spent 25 years in Philadelphia, moved to San Diego Lived there for seven years, got married, did that whole thing, and then went through a divorce at the end of 2017 and moved back to the East Coast. And now I moved up to Rochester, New York, not too long after, and I'm still here in Rochester, New York. Uh, married again with two stepkids, um, living a much more happy life, and I feel really great about that. And so What's been shifting is that over the last four years, I've learned a lot about my personality, a lot of which has been documented here on the podcast. Mostly started to learn a lot about my mental health, learning a lot about my own personal experience. And this podcast has been basically a catalog of my own internal self-assessment, figuring out who I am, figuring out my tendencies, figuring out uh, what clicks. So it started out more of like a entrepreneur generalist podcast, and then it became, uh, officially became dopamine at the beginning of 2018. And that became something where I talked about mental health more. And uh, I'm not a mental health professional. So I just talked about things that I was learning about myself relative to certain topics. I interviewed some people, talked about ADHD, complex PTSD, 
um, and then started to get to know some personality systems. I got to know spiral dynamics. I got to know, which is not a personality system, that's a worldview system, but I got to know a little bit about the Enneagram. I really dove into Myers-Briggs. And then at the end of last year, I really started diving into the Enneagram, and that's been much more of a transformative growth thing for me. So uh, to, to kind of pull back and... Uh, well, first of all, the pivot is basically I'm pivoting from mental health, and then I started talking about personality stuff, specifically INTPs, because I'm an INTP. So that was another way of me sharing my own personal experience. And that's really what I do in this podcast, is largely share a lot of my personal experience um, with you to hopefully have something that you relate to and connect to, right? And so being a little bit more... Um, relaxed and free form and just sharing whatever resonates with me. And so the pivot I'm wanting to make now, the calibration is that I've been a designer for 20 years. Uh, I'm a freelance creative director. My biggest client is personality hacker, which I met through my exploration of uh, personality stuff. And I help them with video, audio, graphic design and podcast stuff. And uh, that's basically what I do. The big thing that I do is event documentation. So I I call it plain air photography and videography, where I just kind of capture people in their element and being themselves and just like hugging and smiling and being excited and like the vibe and tone of a room. And uh, the same thing with video. I, I do that with photography and video where I capture an experience basically. And so that's one of the things that I do for Personality Hacker and for other um, people locally here in Rochester is to capture the feeling. And then they post that on their social media channels or use it for marketing or anything like that. So I've been a designer for 20 years. And with being a designer, I'm more of a creative services person. My wife, Molly, is actually a fine artist. So we cover both of these angles really well in terms of what creativity is in general. And I think we both get the feedback that when someone looks at our work, they're like, oh, I could never do that. Or I don't have a drawing bone in my body or something like that. And I think one of the things I want to focus on is creating this distinction about creativity, that creativity is not drawing or painting. Uh, drawing and painting are skills. Creativity is something that we all have and use in varying ways that maybe we don't consider as creative because it doesn't fit a quote-unquote creative field. So throughout my career, I've seen all sorts of different representations and expressions of creativity, you know, baking, kindness, um, <clears throat> uh, creating, solving problems, uh, speaking on camera, podcasting, uh, any, any number of things can, consider, can be considered creative. <clears throat> I need to drink some water, which happens at least one podcast, uh, by the way. So if this is one of your first or first few podcasts, you'll get to know that my style is a little more freeform, a little bit more relaxed. It's, um, I don't typically do things like listicles. That's not my vibe. I try to have a magnet in the middle of the field, something that I'm kind of focusing around. And I tend to have a main idea and then I just turn on the phone or turn on my microphone and just start talking and see what happens. Right. So that's the general vibe, but I'm going to bring that to the creative world. And so one of the things that I am focusing on 
around this, there's two main things. One is what I call exploring the inner cosmos. And if so, if you go to our website at dopamine.school, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E dot school, there is a uh, email sign-up uh, form that pops up after like 10 seconds, or you can scroll to the bottom of the page. And once you sign up for that email list, you'll get a series of super secret podcasts that are about exploring the inner cosmos, which for me is another way of referencing all of that self-awareness work that I was talking about. And so that if you're trying to get better at self-assessment and self-awareness and self-growth, self-diagnosis, and then also learn the process of being a creative person, or at least acknowledging the creativity that is inherently within you, that's really what this is about. So there's three main elements there's input, process, and output that I think that exists within every person, right? Personality systems basically define this, that if you look at Myers-Briggs, for example, or, or Carl Jung's archetype work, that he talks about perception and he talks about judging or making decisions. And so when you're perceiving, you're taking in information from the outside world in some form, whether it's like... Uh, something you're remixing in your mind or remembering a past experience or you're taking in literal experiences in front of you or you're taking in patterns from what you're experiencing no matter how that is it's some version of input and so input is like that first step so input then second is process which is sort of filtering those experiences through you because you as a human being have the ability to solve problems, to use tools, to uh, to rework reality, right? So we all all we are all perceiving reality in different ways. That's one of the beauties of getting to know personality is that we are perceiving reality in our own way. And it's as if there's a 360 degree view of reality and we are seeing kind of a narrow slice of it. And by perceiving it, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's completely a bad thing that we're not seeing the whole picture, though that's part of personal growth is eventually seeing more of the picture, but that our unique slice of reality is a part of creativity, is that we are taking reality, filtering it through us, and then outputting and sharing our stories or sharing what we've processed or sharing the lessons we've learned or whatever. And that can happen through any medium. That can happen through baking, that can happen through art, uh, that can happen through photography, that can happen through having a conversation with someone, that can happen through being a therapist or, or a nurse, or any job involves creativity in some way, shape, or form if you're putting a personal bit of passion into it. And that's really the process part, is like identifying how this relates to you and your story, and then the output is what you then do with it, the decisions you make and what you've decided is important to you or what you've decided to do or execute on or um, to create better energy in the world with or for. So that's one main key pillar is this exploring the inner cosmos is this input process and output aspect of all of this. And then the second part of this and what I want to talk about a lot on this podcast going forward is that I've created four creative tendencies or four creative archetypes, 
I think I'm just going to call them the creative tendencies. I, I think that's it's sort of akin to Gretchen Rubin's uh, The Four Tendencies, which is about expectations and motivation, essentially. I think the creative tendencies that I've created are about uh, the reluctance that we experience towards certain creativity, the reluctance that we experience towards output, especially, <clears throat> and um, what may be blocking us, right? Because I, I, with this input process output aspect of, of that I'm talking about, there can be bottlenecks at any stage, right? And so when I'm saying input process output, maybe you're thinking of it in a linear way, or maybe stacked on a piece of paper. I don't know what you're visualizing, but uh, I think of it as a circular flow. So, or like a triangle uh, where you've got input at the top, process on the bottom left, and then output on the bottom right. Or if where you're from, you know, you read right to left, you know, you can reverse that if that makes more sense to you. And so I'm basically thinking of it as like a, a, a flow, right? Your input process output, input process output. You're doing it not just for any one particular thing, but doing it all the time, right? So in this case, I've been inputting for years related to creativity, related to these creative tendencies, related to other personality systems, the, the four tendencies, Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, Spiral Dynamics, and doing consistent work and uh, inputting feedback from that work. And now I've taken a lot of time to process this, and now I'm outputting it into literally what I'm saying right now on this podcast, and going to be inputting that, outputting that more on this podcast, talking about the nuances of input, process, output, of um, some of the potential bottlenecks, and talking about these creative tendencies as a means of getting to know where your bottlenecks might be in various creative processes or where you might be stuck, right? People can get stuck at an input phase. Like you're maybe you're not inputting new things and you're just Ginsu slicing the same stuff over and over again and it gets kind of absurd and you're not uh you're not having anything new to process, basically. And um that can be an example of getting stuck in the input phase or a bottleneck in the process phase, meaning maybe you don't have the tools to process properly and you need a coach or a therapist or a mentor or someone to help coach you or challenge you or guide you in some sort of way through the processing phase. Or maybe it's about skill development and you don't have that. Um, but really, I, actually, I should say that skill development might be a part of the output because you might be bottlenecked in the output phase if you don't necessarily have the skill development to output. So that's, and then once you output, you have, you get feedback and then you get new input and you get through the cycle again, or you go through a different cycle. Uh, but either way, it's, that's one of the ways that I define flow is getting through this input process output inner cosmos uh, thing. I don't even know what I'm going to call that necessarily yet, but right now it's just input process output uh, and flow. It's something related to flow, circular flow. I don't know brainstorming out loud, but uh, the creative tendencies that I've made are essentially a way to, to, to identify how and when you may be likely to get stuck or where you might likely to get stuck, be likely to get stuck. So 
just a brief overview, these four, these four creative tendencies are uh, a reluctant type, a critical type, an anti-hero, and an arrogant type. The reluctant type is someone that is kind of fearing uh, the outside world's uh, response to what they would create. Maybe they're afraid of finding out that they're not as competent as they think they are, or afraid of being criticized in general or afraid that if they say uh, that they create something and they get feedback for it, that it's going to ruin relationships or something like that. Any number of things that involve a fear of outside uh, feedback or criticism in some sort of way. Not even criticism, it's feedback. Because criticism might be one of the types of feedback that they're afraid of, but it's, it's, it's a f- fear of what the response to creativity would be so there's a reluctance to get started on any project or to output because of that fear. Uh, the critical type tends to be someone who is more c- concerned with taking an outside-in approach, criticizing other people's work, or uh, or taking charge and moving chess pieces around to get something done, but it's not necessarily personal. It's not necessarily something that feels good to that person. Like the process part is about filtering the input through yourself. And that's what makes something creative is that it's filtered and turned and uh, morphed by your personal experience. And so the critical type is not necessarily bringing their personal experience to making something for themselves, but maybe criticizing others or rallying others to do something on their behalf, but then either uh, basically passes blame if something doesn't work out the way that they would hope, and maybe takes too much credit if something goes really well, and doesn't give others their due process or due due credit rather. Um, there's more nuance to that, but that's the the gist. The antihero is someone that doesn't necessarily want to do much of anything, or really just wants to do their own thing. I should say, I kind of think of like Wolverine that really needs something to affect his principles. And there's a constant resistance to wanting to do something that is being expected of them. And so they really need a good reason why they need to get started. Um, or, Or they have a hard time seeing what the point is of getting started or what the point is of doing something or what the, the point of participating is the point of existing is sometimes. So the anti-hero is, is someone that has perhaps has the ability and the capability and someone who is maybe asked being asked of help from someone else or has opportunities, but they're simply neglecting them or rejecting them. And then the arrogant hero is someone that is, um, that rushes into battle, that thinks they are hot shit, <laughs> that they know everything, and they just go in and they're just basically mostly focused on the rewards. They'll do whatever it takes to get the reward that they're seeking, and maybe doesn't do detailed work, um, perhaps is uh, a bit brash and will rush into battle with no armor, <laughs> as it were. And um, will create and create and create, but will do so in a way that's maybe not personal. 
that the idea is that they're trying to just get what they want and um, whether that's the accolades or to uh, uh, just to have something with their name on it or something like that. And they're just trying to like rush through the creative process. And uh, sometimes there's some input issues and some uh, process issues there. So that's like the gist of what these creative archetypes are. Maybe there's something that sticks out to you, maybe one or two. I don't have any rules yet as to whether it exists only in one person, uh, one way. But I imagine that if you're having, have had creative reluctance in your life, that one of these might stick out to you. So what I'm hoping to do is create a test, have that test on my main page as like a lead generator kind of thing. Um, and then have additional resources through the email list and all that stuff. And I, I want to create starter kits that'll have like fully fleshed out uh, coaching tools and things to help with uh, getting through these creative uh, archetype elements because there are versions on the other side. There is kind of like how the Enneagram has a passion to virtue conversion. There's like the main passion is basically what the type is. And then the virtue is sort of like the higher, more elevated version of the type. That's the evolved, um, growth oriented, not oriented, but like the, the growth version of that type. And so basically for these creative tendencies, there would be a growth version of the type. So I know I went through a whole spiel of what's coming. Um, but, uh, <laughs> if you've listened to this point, I, I get so excited and caught up in what's happening that I forgot to really introduce myself. So as I mentioned, I grew up in Philadelphia. I'm 36 years old. I grew up playing video games, watching a lot of Nickelodeon. Actually, when I was really, really little, I watched a lot of like black and white TV, like Bewitched and uh, I Love Lucy and, and stuff like that. And uh, I got to revisit some of that um, <laughs> now that I'm talking about it and getting a big smile on my face. Uh, I watched a lot of those shows when I was really, really little. And then when I got older, it was a lot of um, uh, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple and Guts and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, uh, Mighty Max. I don't know if you remember that. I played a lot of video games when I was a kid, too. So I really enjoyed Super Mario Brothers. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Vector Man, Dynamite Heady, Mortal Kombat, Streets of Rage, uh, so many great games when I was a kid, and that was really a bonding experience for me and my friends. And so I bring a lot of those things into my own creative process a lot of the times, very much inspired by those experiences. And I suppose one of the things that I really want to bring to the table is is to show how I've learned throughout my own life and experiences uh, really admired and gotten to know other people's creative processes, right? So uh, not only like doing things like watching documentaries, but I learned at a young age that I, I went to school for multimedia, then I went to school for graphic design. And so graphic design is something I started when I was like 14 or 15 years old. And I started doing that for some of my dad's clients. And as a result of getting started in that, you start to notice graphic design everywhere. And so this isn't just about noticing graphic design, but whatever it is that is something that's part of your creative process is like, how can you notice that everywhere and start to input and take that in, in other places in your experience, right? So um, 
my other aspects of my experience are that I have, uh, so I started working for my dad's advertising agency. Then I worked for a local TV station in Philadelphia. <clears throat> then I moved to San Diego, worked for a local TV station there. I did like the news graphics that were behind someone's head. And, um, then I went to Legend 3D in San Diego, where I worked in 3D conversion for films, which was fun. That was mostly a tech job. And then I worked in uh, film marketing for a place that was out of Santa Monica, California. And I worked there for a few years. I worked on a couple films, uh, film marketing <clears throat> campaigns from like 2013 to 2015, 2016, something like that. And uh, so a lot of movies that came out around that time, some of the bigger ones were like Fifty Shades of Grey, Big Hero 6, um, The Theory of Everything, uh, I, Frankenstein, which was not a hit. I worked on a lot of movies that were not necessarily hits either. Uh, movies just kind of come and go. It's kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> I worked on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I basically art directed season two's marketing. Um and uh, phew, there's so much. So, I mean, generally the companies that we worked, we had as clients were Paramount, Lionsgate, Fo Focus Features, um, some Disney stuff, and Amazon Video. When Amazon Video was starting, I worked on Tumbleleaf and uh, some stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of that stuff is, is, um, was a really, really massive part of my creative evolution. And, um, it was at the end of that job is when we started to like 2016, 2017 is when things started to shift for me. And that's when I started going through sort of recovering from some of my mental health stuff, because those last two jobs that I mentioned, I was fired from because I kept having mental health spikes and I couldn't keep up with the workload and the demand and the expectations. And my home life was not great. And there was just a lot of things that were swirling around me. So that kind of takes us up to around 2017 when I went through therapy for about 10 months. My therapist left, uh, had to move. And then I had a really bad crash in um, around July of that year. And that's when things started to shift and started podcasting and connecting with people on a more vulnerable, honest level. And that really shifted my own personal trajectory. So my my creative personal creative life has been a through line in all of this like the mental health side of things has also been a through line and the personality side has obviously been a through line as well so i'm really just this podcast and the youtube channel and this platform is shifting to integrate the creative side as well because i haven't really been talking about the creative side as well and so i'm hoping to bring elements of talking about you know archetypes, personality, some mental health relationships to creativity, but to really to really hone in on talking about personal acceptance and creative empowerment. That's sort of the new tagline, as it were. And so creative empowerment is not just for creative professionals, though if you are, thanks for being here. That's fantastic. But it's really for anybody who is listening to this, who is trying to um, connect with any of the material that I'm putting out there and I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be too picky on who I necessarily speak to 
just someone who identifies or maybe struggles with the ideas of creativity getting started and, um, you know, wanting to tap into a passion, right? Because creative, being creative is not necessarily, again, about a creative career or creative services. Those are things I will talk about, but creativity is in a way getting into flow and getting into a passion and really getting into your story and accepting that your story is the story that has happened. Like we can't change the past. The past is something that happened and we can only review it, maybe analyze it, look for patterns. And uh, the future is not a real thing either. These are concepts. And so the only thing that exists is the present and getting into flow, getting into presence, getting into uh, uh, accepting your self as you are and your personality in your creativity is a means of really being in your humanity in a way that is not easily talked about uh, in in average everyday life when it comes to like school, when it comes to uh, workplace things, people being nice to each other, <laughs> you know, uh, community things like th- th- these are personal challenges. Like our internal world is complex and sometimes it is deeply dissatisfying to go through the world and not feel like our complexity is acknowledged, but every single human being is feeling some version of that. And that's why I loved doing profiling sessions. It was a really nice way to interview people and get to know them. And so that's another creative tool. I'll probably talk about interviewing as a means to get to know someone. And so all of those things are creative skills, creative um, aspects of being human. So remember these two things, the input process output, exploring the inner cosmos, which is a series of secret podcasts through dopamine.school or dopamine.teachable.com. It's the same website, whichever one you can remember. And sign up for the email list. You'll get those podcasts. And then talking about the creative tendencies and using those two things as like pillars and um, talking about more topics that are going to be creativity focused. So I understand that this may be disappointing if you wanted more mental health stuff or if you wanted more specifically personality stuff, those things are still going to exist in piecemeal form. But the main flagship focus right now is going to be creativity. It's going to be a little bit more optimistic um, when possible. <laughs> and uh, um, basically hoping to help you self-accept and tap into your inherent creativity and divinity in a sense there's a spiritual element to this as well so um yeah i think that's all i've got i i never really know how to talk about myself so i ended up talking about the podcast a lot and what's happening but um yeah hopefully that's enough of my story for you to get to know why i'm doing this why this podcast exists where it's pivoting to and how i'm hoping to help so As a final summary, what to expect going forward on this podcast is I will continue to share my story, personal anecdotes, things that I come across that are interesting. Um, There's going to be a creative focus, but it's going to be, there's going to be more of a human bent to it. It's not necessarily about services, though I'll talk about it. 
It's going to be about our human experience, acceptance, and growth. So uh, creative tendencies, input, process, output, all that fun stuff. So, all right, I'm going to wrap this up. I, I hope you're doing okay. If you have any questions, there is in the uh, description of this podcast, there is a send a voice message link. You can click that and leave a voice message right on your browser, on your phone. You do not have to sign up for anything. You do not have to do any extra work other than click the button to start recording. You can leave a one-minute question or statement or feedback or anything related to this podcast, related to what's coming. You can make a topic request. You can um, make your voice heard by me. And uh, if you give me permission, I can post it on the podcast and answer directly on the air. So that's a unique feature that is here on Anchor that I think I would love to take advantage of more that just requires you to, you know, to take part. So I'm inviting you to participate on this podcast. Leave me a voice message. Let me know where you're at, what you're thinking. If you have feedback, you have a question, topic request, anything like that. And um, that would be amazing. And then also we have a subscription on this podcast Um, which I'll also put in the description, that is going to have a series of secret podcasts that go deeper into some of these topics that I've been talking about. And so sign up for... So what what I would suggest that you do is quickly leave a voice message, say hello, even if that's just it. Say hello, I've listened to the podcast, I, you know, whatever feedback it is. Positive would be better, of course, if you have positive feedback. I'd love that. Um... And then uh, go to the website, dopamine.school, sign up for the email list. You'll get the series of secret podcasts. And then we have a subscription here on this podcast back in the description of this feed. And that secret podcast is uh, $7.99, $7 or $8.99. I apologize if I get the price wrong. Um, but $7 or $8.99 a month. And it's just a series of secret podcasts, ways that I can support or you can support me and the podcast to keep this thing going. And um, you can make more in-depth topic requests. I can answer more specific questions there and um, give more anecdotal uh, experience and uh, advice and things like that that I won't necessarily be able to do on the public podcast or YouTube channel. So... That's where things are 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 at right now, and um, as things evolve and change, I'll keep you posted. But um, I'm hoping to help you as best as I can. But that involves you giving me your feedback, sharing your story, and um, uh, getting more directly involved in the podcast, not just being a passive listener. Because I can't help you if you don't tell me about you. So that would be a big, big difference I'd like to make as well. So I appreciate you. I hope you have a fantastic day, whatever it is that you're doing. Even if it's rough, just take a moment to breathe, focus. It's going to be okay. Not every single moment is one filled with suffering. You don't need to suffer while you're on the toilet. (laughs) Enjoy whatever moments that you can. Eat your food, slow down, enjoy it, breathe. Take, Take in a deep breath through your nose. Enjoy that feeling, even if everything else sucks. There's every little thing that you can still take in. So much love and uh, take care of yourself. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya.
I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets, all that and much more. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca wherever you get your podcasts. TIAA is on a mission. Why? Because 54% of Black Americans don't have enough savings to retire. So in collaboration with big name artists like Wyclef Jean, TIAA released Paper Right. New music inspiring a new financial future. With 100% of streaming sales going to a nonprofit that teaches students how to invest. Stream Paper Right now and help close the gap. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. This has been a C-Note Media production.